How's it going today, guys? I'm back here live in the studio once again for another episode of Hot Takes with TP3. It's just me on the podcast today, guys. I'm about to be featured on two back-to-back, so I didn't really have time to do my own today. Fortunately, I had kind of a busy day at work, so I wasn't really able to get my uh, notes and things together for y'all earlier in the day. But as promised, it's the weekend. It's the pick pod. It's my favorite podcast to do every week where I break down some of my favorite matchups. You already know. I'm going to start probably throwing some NBA matchups on this because, you know, I usually record this Friday afternoon. So, you know, basketball's back next week, guys, and I could not be more excited. But let's get things started off here. First game I got on the card is Michigan at Penn State. This game will be at 7.30 tomorrow, nationally televised game. Um, Penn State is the favorite here, minus nine, and that's the way I'm going in this one. It's going to be a whiteout in Penn State. You know, this team, they show out to play during a whiteout at night, guys. I mean, this is going to be a hostile environment Michigan doesn't want to walk into here. Penn State is undefeated still. Look, I kind of doubted Penn State as the season went on. I still have my question marks about them, but I don't see a way Michigan's going to be able to move the ball. Michigan is averaging... 231 pass yards per game and 156 rush yards per game. I don't think y'all realize, though, how big of a home field advantage that um, Penn State at night is. I mean, Penn State at night is considered a six-point home field advantage, which is absolutely huge. I think Penn State's going to steamroll them here in this game. They're averaging 274 yards through the air, 189 on the ground, so they're outgaining Michigan by a good margin right there. Also... Penn State's defense is giving up 8.2 points per game. That's second in the NCAA, you know? This defense is slept on, guys. I mean, they pump people out left and right to the NFL. This is a defensive juggernaut. No one's going to want to get in front of this team, especially Michigan. Michigan's a team that has really struggled to score the football. I mean, Penn State, we saw it last week going into a hostile environment and beating Iowa. You know, that's tough. I mean, I don't care what y'all say. I mean, Iowa at night is one of the hardest environments in college football to play. And the fact they went in there and got that win speaks a lot to this team and Sean Clifford. I feel like they've gotten better every single week as the season has gone on. You know, they they weren't impressive at the beginning of the year, but they have really impressed me as of late, and they've gotten better each game. I mean, smacked Maryland, won last week in crazy way. I mean, they squeaked out that win against Pittsburgh and Buffalo, but I like what I'm seeing lately for Penn State. I think it's a team that's really coming together. James Franklin, he's also known to run it up, so, you know, if it's a close game at the end, I see him keeping the pedal to the metal here. I say Penn State wins big. I'm predicting, um, I'm going to go 31-7, to honestly. I really don't think Michigan's going to do shit on offense. I'd be surprised. I would not be surprised if Michigan got shut out here, guys. I really would. Next game on the card for college football, honestly, it's a pretty weak college football card. I'm going to go, though, with LSU at Mississippi State here. This is the SEC game of the week at 3.30. It'll be big for me here if the SEC... This game has LSU, by the way, favored on the road by 18 points. It'll be big for me if LSU's pass rushers go. They did not play last week at Florida, so that helped Florida be able to score some points. Mississippi State has been good at home, though, against LSU. They're 6-1 against the spread in their last seven home games in general, and they're 4-1 against the spread in their last five games against LSU. Um, I think Mississippi State can hang tough with them here, honestly. I really like Mississippi State in the spot at home. I think this is one where they can cover. Um, I know the number is off a little bit here. LSU is being inflated. Obviously, LSU is the explosive offense. I don't know if the defense can stop. Also, it's a sandwich game. A sandwich game. You know I love my sandwich games. It's a sandwich game for them between Florida and Auburn. They got them right here. I could see Mississippi State getting a backdoor cover easily at 18. You know, Mississippi State could hang around. Mississippi State could very well get blown out of this game altogether. But I'm going to go out on the limb here, say Mississippi State hangs around. I don't know if it'll make my card tomorrow, but I like Mississippi State plus 18. I think that this is a good spot for them at home. You know, those trap, those trap games are real, guys. The game before that you play a big game, especially in college. You know, sometimes it's tough to keep the guys motivated, keep the guys focused. I guarantee you this team is looking at Mississippi State laughing right now, saying we're going to run over them. So I think Mississippi State's in a good spot here where they can cover at home. We'll see if I got the balls, though, to play it tomorrow. Um, Next up on the card, I've got the Eagles at the Cowboys. And this game is going to be Sunday night football at 8 
at 8.20. Um, sorry about that. I don't know what the hell is going on outside, but there's a bunch of commotion. Um, Cowboys are minus 2.5 in this one at home. There's some threes on the board, too, so depends what shop you're looking at. Money line is at minus 140, which is personally the way I'm leaning right now with the Cowboys. I'd rather just leave the points on the board. To me, though... It's, this is what it comes down to this week, guys. It comes down to the injury report for both teams. I don't know if y'all really checked into the injury report, but there's a laundry list of injuries for both teams. Like the Eagles here, I mean, they got Peters, who's definitely going to be out. Sproles is out. Djax is out. Nigel Bradham's out. Um, Timmy Jernigan's still out. Ronald Darby practiced this week. He could be bat. Um, Kamei Gruger Hill, I mean, he's out indefinitely. You know, there's, like I said, Avante, Avante Maddox is out. There's a lot of people out, and we've seen how bad that this secondary is. But on the other hand, is Dak going to be able to get passes off? Tyron Smith's out here. I mean, he could be seeing Fletcher Cox and company in the backfield all game long. Barnett as well. You know, that's, uh, those are two guys you don't want to see running at you. Zach Martin, he's questionable. Um, Joe Looney, questionable. Um, Byron Jones, questionable. Amari Cooper, questionable. Leo Collins, questionable. Randall Cobb's questionable. So that's three offensive linemen that are all quite, actually four offensive linemen listed on your injury report right now. You got your best corner on the listed on the injury report and your best receiver. So if Cobb goes and the, one of those offensive linemen goes, on, I, honestly, it comes down to me between Martin, Collins, and um, Smith. If two of those guys go, I am probably going to max bet Dallas along with Coop. So if the three out of those four go, I would definitely max bet on Dallas here. If the two out of those four go and one of them has to be Coop or Martin or like one of those big three offensive linemen, I would still lean towards Dallas in this game. Obviously, I will have a play on it. I also do kind of like the over here as well. In um, Philadelphia games in the spot they're in, the over is 12-1, and one, and we know how bad that secondary is. So, you know, if Dak Prescott can sit back there with time, he's going to be able to pick them apart. Obviously, Zeke should be able. Philadelphia does have a really good run defense. So, you know, Zeke, you would think he'd be able to run the ball. That might be an interesting thing there to see there as well. But, in the end, it's going to come down to the injury report. I can't get a good read on y'all for this game on for y'all until game day. But if I had to pick it right now, I would take Dallas on the money line. Next game I got here is the Ravens at the Seahawks. This one is Seattle minus three at home. Seattle's home field is valued, I believe, at three and a half points. So that's basically saying the Ravens are a little bit better here. Um, the Seahawks are four and one against the spread in their last five home games against the Ravens. They're also seven and one straight up in their last um, eight home games. And that uh, la that last trend I gave you all the four and one um, at home against the Ravens, that's against the spread, which is good. I think it comes down to here if uh, DJ Fluker and Dwayne Brown go for Seattle. These two guys are a go for Seattle. Russell Wilson will have his protection. He'll have his time to pass. He should be able to sit back there and pick apart this horrible secondary here for the Ravens. They do have Marcus Peters in there. I don't know how much he's going to know the defense and know what he's doing, really. I think Russell Wilson, if he's got the time, will sit back there and tear him apart. This is what I want to see as well. Also, you know, there's a lot of injuries too in that secondary for Baltimore like I said um it's it's really going to come down to who goes and who doesn't I would watch on my Twitter but right now I'm really 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 leaning on Seattle I would love to have any reason I can to play Seattle you know Tony Jefferson's out for the season Jimmy Smith is probably doubtful those are two of their better um secondary players also Ronnie Stanley a guy who I think is a big time player for this team he's questionable as well so you know it's, it's really going to depend on what the, this final injury report looks like but I kind of you know it's the Seahawks at home that's one of the best spots in the league in my opinion is the Seahawks at home I really like the Seahawks here in this spot at home. Also, I'm not huge into the Ravens, and I think if anybody's able to dissect them and figure out this kind of smoke and mirrors offense, it's Pete Carroll. You know, Pete Carroll is one of the best defensive coaches and head coaches in the NFL, in my opinion. So I really like the Seahawks here in this spot. That is, if they have their have Dwayne Brown and um, 
Who's the other offensive lineman again? Uh, DJ Flinger go. I don't know why I was drawing a black other name, but they need them in there to protect Russell Wilson. Um, last game here I've got on the slate. This one is Vikings at Lions. I've got um, the Vikings at minus two now. It opened it a pick em, so steam is coming in here on the Vikings. The Vikings are 4-1 against the spread in their last five at Detroit. Um, Kirk Cousins plays substantially better at 1 o'clock. I can't remember what the exact thing is, but it's, 66 per, it's over 66% against the spread, which is huge, honestly, with the amount. Of, it's like a... 50-game, 40-game sample size. 66 against the spread is pretty damn good. Um, on top of that, you know, Mike Zimmer's a great coach against the spread. He's over 60% against the spread head coach, which is, you know, for the sample size of games he's playing, that's massive too. But Kirk Cousins is 9-23-1 and and at games that start after 1 o'clock. Um, you know, this is a 1 o'clock spot here for Kirk Cousins. Luckily, Detroit is bottom in the league in yards allowed per game, so they're allowing a lot of yards per game. It hasn't necessarily transferred over to losses for them yet, and they've been kind of fortunate in certain games. So Detroit's definitely going to let them move the ball up and down the field. I think Cousins will play better here. See, look, I looking at this game originally, I wanted to play the Lions. I don't know if I can play against Kirk Cousins and Zimmer, though, in the 1 o'clock slot. They've been pretty damn good there this season and historically. Also, you know, they've been pretty good against Detroit historically. I think they might have Detroit's number here. I would lean towards the Vikings minus the 2 here. I probably won't end up playing this game, though, just because I feel like it's such a toss-up. It'll be a fun matchup to watch, though. It should be fun, you know, watch Dalvin Cook tote the rock, watch Stafford try to do what he can with this offense. I really like, though, how the Lions have revamped this offensive attack and put pieces around Matthew Stafford. I think he's got a little bit better of a offense around him here in this game. Bonus bet I'm going to add in here is I'm going to go with Oklahoma State minus four and money line, you know, just because it's been kind of a quick podcast. I want to talk a little bit longer. Um, I like Oklahoma State here in the spotted home against Baylor a lot. Um, Baylor, they lost their leading tackler last, um, this week. He's a linebacker. He had like 50-something tackles. Their next closest guy is in the 30s. So, you know, that's going to be huge. Their left tackle is out as well. Baylor's also played the easiest schedule in the Power 5 and has barely been able to stay undefeated. I think that this run kind of stops here. Also, Oklahoma State turned the ball over five times last week. And quarterback Spencer Sanders, you know, he said, this all falls on me. He didn't blame it on anyone else. He said it was all on him. I personally like Oklahoma State a lot in this game. I really feel like that, you know, this game's borderline game of the year. Honestly, I would make it the game of the year. The public is 80% though on Oklahoma State, which does scare me because that doesn't work out too often. But I mean, I just think it's a great spot for them. Baylor's one and eleven straight up in their last twelve games at Oklahoma State, which is another good stat there going our way. Oklahoma State's also fourteen and six against the spread in their last twenty against Baylor, so it's a really good spot for Oklahoma State here. I feel like we should be able to get this cover and this win outright. I, you know, it's a game I'm excited to watch, though. It's going to be a fun one for sure. You know, these are two of the better teams in the Big Twelve, two high-powered offenses going up against each other. That's why the total right now is set at at uh, sixty-eight and a half. So should be a fun game to watch it for. I'm definitely going to have that one on the TV. Can't wait to watch it. Got a, That's going to be one of my max bets tomorrow. My max bets tomorrow are Penn State, Oklahoma State, and I might have one more. I usually only do two for college football, but I could honestly have a three here. Usually I have one on Friday. Friday, no, neither of my bets were max bets. They're both posted on my Twitter for those of you who will be listening later. But that's all I got for you all. Follow me on Twitter at TP3Wins, on Instagram at TP3Bets. Um, you know, always posting content, always posting tweets for y'all, um, analysis, anything, everything, you know, I'm always on Twitter. I love to interact, interact with me. Tell me what you want to hear me talk about. Ask my advice on games. I'll try to give you the best advice I can. Um, but other than that, that's all I got for y'all. NBA will be back next week. For those of y'all don't know, that's my best sport, but until then I'll see y'all and I should be pumping out more podcasts as the week goes on.